This WebmasterRadio.fm program is made possible in part by the following. Today's forecast calls for 6 to 12 inches and temperatures will only be in the teens overnight, so bundle up and... Imagine, you're planning your end-of-year reports, planning for next year. What are you going to do to monetize more in 2011? We're going to have clear and sunny skies with a perfect day of weather for everyone coming to AFCON 2010. Warm up your marketing strategies this December in our winter oasis for affiliate marketers. AFCON 2010 Florida, December 8th through 10th at the Fairmont Turnberry Isle Resort in Aventura, Florida. Sign up now at AFCON2010.com. That's AFFCON2010.com. The opinions expressed on this WebmasterRadio.fm program are those of the host, guests, and callers, and do not reflect those of the staff, management, or advertisers of WebmasterRadio.fm. Any rebroadcast or retransmission of this program without the express written consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Search engine marketing formulated for Web 2.0. Find it here every week on SEM Synergy. Join your host as we learn from the elite of search engine marketing pros and find the winning formula for exceptional search engine marketing. Get the latest news, trends, and analysis in SEO, PPC, branding, SEO design, and analytics. Now, welcome your host, a founding father of SEO and an accomplished search engine marketing scholar, the host of SEM Synergy, Bruce Clay. Good afternoon. Thanks for joining us on SEM Synergy. I'm your host, Bruce Clay. With me today are Susan and Virginia. Good afternoon, everyone. Hello, good afternoon. You can catch SEM Synergy every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern. That's noon Pacific. You can also download it at any time from Webmaster Radio Search Engine Optimization Channel, stream it on SEMSynergy.com, or pick it up on iTunes, uh, or A and sometimes B, C, sometimes B, A and sometimes C. You know, pick any permutation will work fine for us. Uh, right now, we thought we'd take a look at something, though, that uh, you might find interesting. There's a video series that Google has launched that can tell us a lot about what people are searching for. And, you know, I don't know. I think that uh, sometimes that's way too much information. <laughs> I, I don't know that people want to search. You know, otherwise what? Will it blend would have won a couple of them and, uh, yeah, you know, well, strange things. I, I I think it's an, an interesting concept that they're kind of doing a, you know, best week ever recap style thing using the search volume that they've seen. Okay, folks, this is like the television show, The Insider. Right, you know? exactly. It, it's, it's Entertainment Weekly by enter- Google. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm waiting for it to be on television. Obviously, that's where they're going with it. Well, yeah, I ran into on CNN last week over the weekend, like um, viral video corner. They have somebody chat with the host for like five minutes about what viral videos are on the web, and I'm like, this is not for CNN, but it makes sense for Google to me anyway. Okay, so on the news at night, they tell you how much money movies made over the weekend. Every Sunday night, they say, this is how much money the movies have made. So what night of the week are they going to say, this is what Google says are the top keywords? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I I, I don't know. I think it's interesting because, you know, they're pulling from Google Insights. 
And so they're, you know, like, um, the, the first one was, you know, like the Miss Universe pa- pageant. And, like, the crazy costumes and the nonsense things that the contestants said, yada, yada. And it's what people were talking about. It's what people were interested in. It's what people were searching for. So it is kind of cool that you can see that. The only thing is, it would be really nice to have this information more real time. Because, like, once the week is over, and that was that's last week's news. Nobody wants to build content off of last week's news. Unless you're just doing a recap kind of thing, like, say, the Friday recap. Which you should be reading. Which you should be reading. And then maybe every supplementing Friday. with some Google Beat. Yeah. You well, can also well, head to the sort of like coffee links on Outspoken's blog. Yeah. Just pimping a little for, <laughs> for our buddy. But Okay, so you have live search and the Twitter elements show up in Google and then they disappear. Um, that would tell you what's hot, but how do you know which ones to search for? Instead, you can actually do things like stumble or like or... I mean, there are sites out there that are going to tell you what's hot, right? right? Do you need Google to do that? Well, I don't know, because you say you, it might be too late, you know, the week after to, to capitalize on popular searches, but the tools that Google's using to put these videos together are available to all of us. And um, I just read an interesting piece on, you know, ways bloggers can take advantage of Google Insights using the different filters and looking at rising searches. You know, what is upcoming? What can you leverage um, by creating good content around it? Oh, and and, um, that is something that that, um, both Brent Payne and Topher emphasized at the news search session um, at the last SES is that using Google Trends, you can really identify what's coming up and, and what's going on. And it wasn't them. I don't remember who it was. Whoever the woman was from ABC News, she was saying that they also use search traffic to identify next day stories. So they can see they see what comes in on the initial story, and then that's how they develop what they're going to do as a follow-up because they see what people are searching for, and so they write stories around it, which I thought was really fantastic. You know, that identify what the trend is and then identify what the trailing trends are going to be because of it, which I thought was a, a really kind of cool point. You know, um, she was saying, like, when someone gets kidnapped, the, what people want to know is, you know, who are they, where did it happen, what's being done, has she been found, whatever. And so then they write stories based on those follow-up questions after the initial news blast of, you know, blonde white woman kidnapped. Well, you, I think it would be especially true of kids and, you know, the uh, when kids are kidnapped, you, you clearly have a lot of uh, near-the-heart kinds of involvement from communities. Mm-hmm. I think that while it's good to also see the trends that way, you want to see the trends by persona or community as well. Right, absolutely. Um, because there's a lot of trends that would impact a specific segment of uh, the U.S. population, and, and it strikes a nerve sometimes. But it, certainly, I think that if you use it as a predictive model of what will be sought tomorrow, you know, what people will search for tomorrow, what they will want to read tomorrow, what the headline should be to hook them tomorrow, then certainly I would see how this would also work. Um, There doesn't seem to be a mention of Google Analytics. And I can't help but wonder if somewhere in here there isn't a little 
gnome running around in the Google Analytics uh, front end that says, what are all the keywords that are streaming in um, separate from trends and insights? Just what is going on in the last hour? What are the top 20 searches in the last 15 minutes? What are the, Which is a little bit different from what insights is supposed to be doing. Um, how much of that is going to impact, you know, what people are actually doing? They certainly have a lot of data at their disposal. Yes, they, they definitely do. Um, you can find the Google Beat series on the Google Beat YouTube channel and... Um, while you're there, you might want to also subscribe to the Bruce Clay Inc.'s YouTube channel because we've been uh, releasing uh, video interviews the past few weeks, and they're kind of cool, if I do say so myself. They look good. It is time for a quick break, however. Um, so while you're listening to these wonderful commercials, jump in the chat room and say hi to us over at webmasterradio.fm. There is more SEM Synergy coming up. Don't go away. SEM Synergy will be right back. Our clients have earned over $1 billion. Now it's your turn. With over 20,000 products to promote across a huge variety of niches, ClickBank provides countless ways for any affiliate to make money. You can promote any product immediately. No contracts required. Looking for recurring commissions? Upsell products? ClickBank's got them. And best of all, you can make up to 75% commissions. Ready to become the next ClickBank success story? Sign up now for free at ClickBank.com. Hey, Joel Com here, and I want you to hear something. That's my ka button, and it's the universal sound of success. Sounds good, doesn't it? How would you like to hear that ka-ching sound all the time? In my new book, Ka-ching, How to Run an Online Business That Pays and Pays, I lay out a strategy and a plan for you to create your own online success. Get your copy today at kachingbook.com and I'll give you a ka-ching button for free. All the details are there at kachingbook.com. That's K-A-C-H-I-N-G book.com. What is this? Why is my website not ranking higher? Sounds like you could use a link-building report from SEOfox.com. What's that? You can't rank without good backlinks. And SEOfox.com's link-building report lets you enter domains and compare their backlinks. It gives a detailed report that shows you why each domain ranks where it does, and it reduces the time it takes to find more links. With SEOfox.com's link-building report, you can find more links, use their search marketing services to find more links, or better yet, they could even build your own backlinks. So you think you're pretty sly with that SEO Fox link building report. <laughs> sly like a fox. Get your link building report today at seofox.com. That's seofox.com. The Joel Com Show, Wednesdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Internet Marketing Channel, only on webmasterradio.fm. Search engine marketing formulated for Web 2.0. You're listening to SEM Synergy on webmasterradio.fm. Welcome back to SEM Synergy. This is Virginia, and right now I'm joined by Susan Esparza and Marianne Robbins. And we thought we'd take this opportunity to talk about the big news of the morning. Um, Just earlier today, Google announced Google Instant, and it's basically a real-time updating search results page 
where it, with each consecutive letter, the results kind of change and as it predicts what you're looking for. Right, and it'll actually give you the result for what it thinks you're going to be typing. So, for example, apparently J-U is automatically Justin Bieber. Um. <laughs> so, but there's a lot of implications for this for our industry. Um. Yeah, I think one is, is just uh, how this will affect long tail, how this will affect searches, whether or not people are going to just keep typing, they're not going to look at whether or not they're going to look at this, and then whether or not this is going to skew what they're looking for. Are they going to continue typing whatever they want, or are they going to say, oh, this is what I'm going to search? And will this kind of funnel people into a path of a higher uh, search volume term that they're not going to search a long tail five to five? word phrase or whatever misspellings they might have, they might just type in, oh, this is what I'm looking for. And of course, for um, from SEO perspective, you're going to have maybe less long tail. Maybe from a pay-per-click per perspective, you're going to have more people uh, funneled into the higher value terms, the ones that Google's going to make more money on, and they're not going to go to the lower uh, cost, um, cost per click terms that are maybe a penny that is something that maybe people don't search for as much, but you can go and try to bid on the misspellings, the long, really long tail terms. So that could be, have an effect there. However, on the other hand, this is only Google web version, right? It's, at least as far as I've noticed, not integrated into the Firefox search bar. And if it was, I would kind of flip. Um, and it's not as far as we know on mobile. So there's a lot of places where those long tail mm -hmm. typos yeah. and, and weird non-Google approved terms are going to come in, mm -hmm. but a lot of people use the web interface. It's the homepage for a lot of people. This is where they go to do their searches and it's definitely going to have a narrowing effect. And more than that, they, they've already done a lot of work on this. You know, Google Instant and Google Suggest, even though they're running off and look like the exact same technology, it's just one of them is implementing the searches, they're not the same results. You know, you do a search on Suggest, it is much broader and less um, sanitized mm -hmm. than Instant. Uh, you know, the, the example we were looking at a little bit earlier was Justin Bieber, because I hit J, and apparently the first thing on J is Justin Bieber, which makes me so sad. But... Justin Bieber smoking weed is the first suggest result, right? The first Justin Bieber uh, Bieber uh, instant. instant result is baby and then tattoo and then Twitter, which, you know, that this is obviously like they don't want people, you know, or they don't want the, the kids, you know, looking at and going, oh, Justin Bieber smoking weed? I would like to smoke weed now. But the question also is with manipulation with this, which of course this is one of the terms that people do manipulate and whether or not you could go in and do something so that the first thing that does come up is, you know, as opposed to people just pulling pranks, um, you know, you're trying to skew people to the first results for J happens to be the name of your business or the name of a you know something that's related to that. Could you just um, in, in the same way that people may have pranked, you know, with, with you know, um, miserable failure or things like that. Can you completely, uh, can people start increasing the, the number of uh, searches for something to make something appear um, in this type of uh, uh, instant or Google instant or Google suggest? Um, it's worth noting that the 
it, it looks like there's a if you've paused for three seconds if the user has then that counts as an impression right yeah that's mm-hmm. that's the other thing is that you know if you're just typing through search queries ads are going to be coming up and going away but they only count if the user has stopped typing and the page is static for three seconds so which isn't a lot of time if you think of like being distracted or right exactly or if you're in the middle of typing something and then you forget how to spell it so you've sort of paused and you're like no what is it i was looking for they're giving me all these strange results and now i'm completely confused i i think we're going to see a lot of false impressions going on I, I i know that they think probably three seconds is a is a good threshold but i are you going to j- glance down to the the pay-per-click results or are you going to scan through and say oh isn't that funny or isn't that interesting or what is that and then never look at the pay-per-click results you know so I could see but of course I think Google wants to increase the impressions they want people to see more I mean they might happen to oh while they're looking for something you know they're researching something they all of a sudden notice something that uh, catches their attention they look at it they might click on it but there's also the chance that they're just you know, not going to click on the pay-per-click. I don't. I mean, there's a lot of issues here. Um, the the other question, of course, is is the ORM issue that they were already speculating that Google was scrubbing out the negative stuff from their suggest, and we know that that's even more true of Instant. So, is it going to be harder for people to get negative results? ranked or at least negative queries popular you know it, mm-hmm. if if Dell kills a puppy picking on Dell but whatever if Dell kills a puppy is Dell kills puppies going to show up in instant or is it going to just sort of be glossed under the rug and then no one will ever bother to look for it mm-hmm. I, I feel like this is a this is a real play towards the the trending topics thing in Twitter you know they want to get faster at at being yeah. the source of information. Well, I think that is. I mean, things like for example the 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 hostage situation at at uh, the Discovery Channel. The Twitter was the breaking news source for that. And Google I think is at a disadvantage because they're getting their Google News is coming from places like CNN and who are having to validate all of the information whereas you can go to Twitter, somebody just puts it on their cell phone, no one no journalist is having to vet the information. So it's a better, you know, whether or not Google is going to be the up-to-date source of information of, oh my God, this celebrity died, there was some, you know, something that happened, there was an oil spill. This kind of Google Instant could update immediately with those kinds of thing queries where people can get information. But then, you know, how how are they updating this? We don't really know yet. And and how quickly are they putting information in? Or is it immediately all of a sudden they see a swell of, of searches for something? they're going to just immediately update so that people know, you know, they start typing something and it immediately um, updates with that name of, you know, somebody, you know, celebrity's name dead or something. I'm rather turned off by the idea of the results being cleaned up for me. Yeah, well, and and the other interesting thing, I just was typing in um, Google Instant, right, because you would think that they would want the instant result for instant, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense, to be... Google Instant, right? Because I was literally typing Google Instant. And what it gave me was Google Instant Messenger. That was its first suggestion. Its fifth suggestion was Google Instant. That's not actually a good user experience. What I'm looking for and what you're suggesting are totally different things. 
Well, the, I think the other thing comes in with the personalization, whether or not they're going to start trying to include more personalization, whether or not they know what you're looking for. Do they know the difference between you're looking for uh, fencing for your yard versus fencing with uh, swords? You know, are they going to start trying to personalize the results for uh, the, the user based on what they previously searched? But then is that also a good search experience? You know, if you happen to be a, a fencer who decides that they want to fence their yard and you're frustrated that they're not giving you those results. And then, Marianne, do you think that you'll ever? Um, you, do you think you'll be suggesting to clients that they look at the SERPs earlier in the cycle towards their query um, to see if there are other keywords that maybe? Well, I, I think it will affect how people are doing keyword research. That we are looking that w- it's going to be more important to go for the the higher terms because they may you know longer tail because it's been longer optimizing for long tail results has been a great strategy because you can get ranked for them very easily it's less competitive and and when you're um you're not a, as big of a site you, you can get those terms i think since um may day it's been a little bit more it's kind of changed the long tail and i think now we're looking at and i think we'll have to look at what the search volumes are i mean i think it's going to be a long tail a long process of seeing is is long tail you know is this going to really affect long tail or is people just going to ignore this and just keep typing along and if they misspelled something or they um they want to type in a six-word phrase then that's going to what they're going to have in this yeah yeah definitely um a lot to talk about a lot to think about and more will be coming up um however not for us we're going to take a break come into the chat room give us your thoughts on google instant and we will see you after the commercials don't go away sem synergy will be right back Looking for an affiliate network that can package every solution an advertiser or publisher needs in one account? Your one-stop source for full-service solutions is AdMedia.com. AdMedia delivers an incredible lineup of specialized XML feeds for local, social, and search, plus the advertising arsenal of PPC, SEM, contextual, display, and more. AdMedia gives your campaign real visibility, from emailers to domain redirects. AdMedia tailors your all-in-one campaign to give your account a real advantage. AdMedia.com delivers cost-effective ad solutions with real conversions. Learn everything AdMedia can do for you today. Sign up at AdMedia.com. AdMedia, strong ROI made simple. Anyway, I ask. That's right, ma'am. Anyway, you ask. Let me get this straight. If I wanted your CEO to deliver my check while juggling flaming machetes on the back of an Asian elephant, all I have to do is ask? Correct. With in-demand affiliates, you can tell us exactly how you want your payouts, and we will deliver. God, uh, could you hold on for a second? Someone's at the door. (coughs) Wow, you aren't kidding. We are in demand. You can be too. Sign up today at the letter ndemandaffiliates.com. How do you choose the right affiliate network to partner with? The answer is simple. MarketHealth.com, where health and wealth connect. Established in 1998, the MarketHealth.com affiliate network allows you to market and promote the world's leading health and beauty offers on the net. Start making recurring income and the highest payouts in our industry. Choose from over 50 of the hottest selling offers, ranging from herbal supplements, skincare, vitamins, beauty products, weight loss, and much more. Sign up for free at MarketHealth.com and start making money today. The WordPress Community Podcast, Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Internet Marketing Channel, only on webmasterradio.fm. 
Search engine marketing formulated for Web 2.0. You're listening to SEM Synergy on webmasterradio.fm. Welcome back to SEM Synergy. I'm Susan. I'm here with Paula in Virginia. Earlier in the show, we talked about Google's new video series, Google Beat, which reports on the week's search trends and popular searches going on. Uh, it's worth mentioning that we're also doing more videos for the show. If you've been following, you'll know that. You can find video interviews with our guests on our YouTube channel, which is youtube.com slash Bruce Clay Inc. Uh, video content is obviously becoming a requirement at this point of online business. But creating video content raises the question of whether or not you should be posting your content on your site, on YouTube, or where. You know, it, hosting is a big question I think still um, and there are a lot of people out there with a lot of opinions So, yeah the whole concept has a name YouTube cannibalization um, well the concept is that an e-commerce site is worried about people finding the YouTube result above their own website's result and going to YouTube instead so they don't get the potential conversion I, I think I mean I think there's a certain amount of you know, drop off that you're going to get from having to transition from one site to another. On the other hand, isn't it better that they find a video result at all? And your site is not going to rank as well as YouTube in most cases. In most cases. Although um, the article that includes an interview with Real SEO on videocommerce.org cited Zappos, the well known shoe site, um, that a search for, say, Nike shoes, if it brings up blended results, it's not necessarily true that YouTube's result will outrank Zappos' own video because Zappos is so relevant for that query. Well, okay, yes. However, Zappos is kind of a whole different kettle of fish in a lot of ways. One, they're a very big name. That's true. It's a bad example. They're they are a big, big brand. But and, and yes, they are very targeted. However, that doesn't speak to YouTube cannibalization. YouTube isn't going to outrank them. It, in fact, speaks to why you would want to post it on both. You know, sure, if you're looking for a specific shoe example, Zappos is going to show up. If someone is just searching for something and they happen to come across a video about shoes, they're more likely to do that on a YouTube video than they are on Zappos itself. Because YouTube is more likely to rank. I don't... I mean, I believe there there is some kind of cannibalization, but it's sort of the same type of cannibalization that goes on when you pair PPC and SEO. Yes, you might get slightly lower clicks. However, overall, the sum is greater than the, the loss, right? Absolutely. Actually, we've been telling our clients for several years that if you have a video, post it on YouTube and embed it on your site. It's just additional exposure for your brand and for whatever content is on that video. We do have optimization recommendations for how you know to handle it. Um, one of the things that we've recommended for some of our clients is to put a shorter version or a, you know, a teaser-type version on YouTube. And then at the end of the video, show the URL um, or the website domain back to your site's version, which is longer. Okay, so this is one of those things that bothers me. How many people have ever paused a video looked at the little thing and been like, I'm going to write that down and I'm going to type it into my address bar and go. Nobody actually goes to, uh, do they? If it's in the description, sure, I'll click on a URL that's sitting in the description, right. but I'm not going to click, 
I'm not going to try and figure out what the whatever word I'm looking for is um, what the URL is that's in the video and then try and put it in my browser myself I'm way too lazy for that yeah I mean you, you definitely have the branding opportunity um, branded at the beginning and the end but uh, you want to have something that's copyable yeah exactly that's exactly. true it, so then the tags become really important in YouTube the um, the title tag the description um, what categories you put it in so it can be found Right, right, yes. Both the tags in terms of tagging the content and the the metadata. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you absolutely have to optimize that. And, and luckily, I mean, with YouTube, there's not all that much to optimize. There are a few key areas that you have to get right, but it's not as convoluted as, you know, most SEO. Right. I don't think a lot of businesses have the same opportunities for, like, a viral video, something that's really popular on YouTube. Um Products. I don't know if I'd sit around watching it unless it's like, will it blend, you know, on YouTube, but. Well, but, okay. And, and I know will it blend is a tired example by this point, but the idea is basically they thought of their product in an unusual way and pushed it that way. Mm-hmm. Now, this also goes to, are the people who are watching your viral videos going to be buying from you? Well, people do buy the Blendtec blenders at much higher rates than they ever have before because of these videos. So yes. Has every single person who's watched one of their videos bought a Blendtec blender? No. No. Does it necessarily mean that the blenders are the greatest blenders in the world? No. But it is thinking about the product in an unusual way and getting the exposure. So for that, you know, it, it's worth it for them to do like the crazy weird out there videos as well as the we're just going to make a smoothie video. And and if you have that range, you can draw people closer to you, take them down the steps. So that's something. Mm. I think there's a point that you made about it being unique content, you know, pre- presented in a unique way. A lot of e-commerce sites, they've got in the can videos from the product manufacturers. Those are not the kinds of videos you'd want to put on YouTube. What Zappos, for instance, is doing is they're creating their own videos using their staff members to model them and talk about the shoes. And um, that kind of does two goals for them. It creates more engagement with their audience and makes them look like more of a real company with quirky people. And it also exposes them as a shoe retailer. So there are opportunities in YouTube. I think we agree. That's it for this week's show. Thanks to Webmaster Radio for producing. And check out SEMSynergy.com for more on this week's guest and topics. And follow us on Twitter, where we're at SEMSynergy. If you have internet marketing questions or anything you want to hear about, we'd love to see you in the chat or send an email to SEMSynergy at briskly.com. Come back next week for more industry info and experts. Thanks for joining us on SEMSynergy. Synergy.